1: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on April the 20th, 2011. For newcomers, I suggest you look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com and help yourself to the audios which hopefully will give you a greater understanding of this big system that you were born into. It hasn't just taken over in your lifetime. It's simply moving on to the next stage of its plan. But I hope to give you, as I say, lots of information on them by tying in the big organizations that have been around for an awful long time, that all work together economically, socially, culturally, and so on, to bring in this big world society, a society that was decided even as far back as the 1700s should be decided and run by experts scientists the scientific crew and those in philosophy as they called it at the chime which was the the freemasonic uh, higher and freemasonic um, institutions rather than going on along with religion, which they called superstition, and allowing just nilly politicians to come along and help themselves to uh, the big honey pot, which is the, where the, the taxpayers' money go, goes. It was actually better in those days to an extent because you had fewer politicians, you didn't have all the experts to pay as well, you didn't have oh, millions now of bureaucrats across the planet. Uh, reaping a harvest for themselves but we've got so much to to pay for today that there's very little left at the end of the day for the people themselves so up yourself to the audios and remember all the sites listed have transcripts in English too of a lot of the talks, not all of them but a lot of them for prints up and if you want transcripts in other languages go into alanwattsentinel.eu and take your pick from the choice offered there remember too, you're the audience that bring me to you I don't bring on the advertisers that will really scare you to death and then sell you something. I depend upon you to keep me going. So you can do so by buying the books and the discs I have for sale at cuttingthroughtheMatrix.com. From the U.S. to Canada, personal check is good, international postal money order is good, and you can also send cash or use PayPal. Use the Nation button. Follow it with an email with name, address, and order, and I'll get your order out to you. of the world, same idea. Uh, You can't use personal checks, of course, outside the Americas Uh, in this day and age. At one time, you could use postal orders, uh, but you can't even use that now, except for the U.S. That's the only exception, and it's an international one at that. But uh, you can use Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal to order. And remember, straight donations are certainly appreciated because it is expensive to do what I do. And hopefully, as I say, you, you know, the only person who can make the decision of, of you yourself in, in this big world of, of this around you is yourself. You can't allow others to do it for you. you got to take the information, toss out the, the garbage, there's a lot of garbage out there, and, and try to get the truth. And then hopefully, if nothing else, truth will empower you. And there should be a, a kind of a peace comes from truth, not ex- anxiety. If you're getting anxiety, there's something wrong with information you're getting or the way it's presented to you. you got to learn how to handle truth, because really, the world's never really been that great a place, especially since money came into it an awful long time ago. And with money, you can buy armies, and you can set up your own conquerors and empires, and you use people as slaves, really. doesn't matter what you call them. A democracy is no different. You're a wage slave, and you must keep a massive, ever-growing bureaucracy, uh, plus all the experts above you, too, nowadays. Uh, in a high style of pretty well luxury compared to how you're living. So it's never been a good place to live in really uh, since the advent of money. And the system that used to work for everyone at one time was really a tribal system. That's long gone for most of us, and I can't see any chance of it coming back. But that's the only time that, that people could live and have a say in how the tribe would go and actually participate in the changes themselves. In this system, you have none, as we well know. Back with more after this break. Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the matrix, talking about fear, really, because fear is a technique used to, not, not simply to get people on their knees to obey, but it's also used to keep you going along in a system, even when you don't realize all the things that are wrong with it, you know something is wrong, uh, it's fear-based, it's when you get hit with a thousand things from all over, from all around in a circle at the same time, and you kind of crumple. And you you may manage to keep going or you might just stumble and go under and you go off and see a psychiatrist or something or join a new age therapy group. However, uh, that's really how the system works. It's all fear-based and government uh, exists, in fact, on uh, protecting the people. This is the con that they've always used, protecting the people against threats. Generally, they're external threats. When you have a system that's going global based on the Soviet system, once you have no borders and so on, uh, they'll use the same as they did in the Soviet system where they actually created a border and they have to find a threat from within. And that's what all this anti-terrorism stuff is all about. And believe you me, they'll make sure there's lots of threats now and then because I can remember even when uh, the whole thing started with 9-11, and the CIA uh, got into setting up uh, websites with uh, fake uh, Muslims to entice young guys into uh, living in America into the system. Uh, and then it picked them up, of course, after they set them up. And MI6 in Britain talked about it too. And they even had an article in the paper where MI6 says this will probably cause the very problem that we're trying to avoid because they we're putting out guys here to, again, Uh, entice youngsters into what they thought was a a righteous movement. So they can create any kind of system that they want to. They can create the terrors, the horrors, and it's an old technique that's been used all down through the ages uh, to get things kicked off when government wants more and more control. Ancient Rome used similar techniques as well uh, when the, 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 the emperor thought he was losing power. Or there are different factions fighting for power within the system. He'd he'd get someone killed, they'd blame it on someone else, and then they would have a martial law throughout the the country. That's how it works. Always does work the same way. So there's nothing new about it. Those in, in governments and in governance, as they call it now, have always used the same techniques. And their prime function is for continuity of themselves. They call it government continuity of government, but it's really continuity of themselves. They're talking about because no matter what system you, you could possibly think of, no matter what system you you'd think of, whether it's religious or democratic or communist or fascist or whatever else, you'll always get the psychopathic types heading into the top. They don't mind what it's called. They'll, they'll adopt the uniform, the outfit, the, the, the lingo, the language, uh, the slogans of the ruling party in order to get up there. They always do in all ages And that's why we have this awful problem right up to the present time. They're very aggressive, uh, they're cunning, and they tend to get their way because they're ruthless in climbing to the top. They'll set other um, workmates up, even to do this in corporations, and let them take the fall for something. They calculate and plan. They've got a great affinity for getting people on board behind them uh, because psychopaths have that type of power. And... um, they rise to the top, and once you're at the top, you're in big trouble. You'll see this even in the banking scams that happened, and there was the, uh, I think the documentary that was made, it was Inside Job. It didn't start off with uh, the Federal Reserve, which it should have done, and showed the scam of that to begin with, but it did interview some of the people involved in the big banking scams, all the bubbles and so on, who are still in there today doing the same things. And you'll see these, these psychopaths not really squirm, uh, you, you'll see them, but evade every straight question you could possibly put to them, because a psychopath must, first and foremost, always protect the ego. It's awfully important to them. And lesser psychopaths, those with less in- intelligence, they end up in prison systems, at the street level, uh, generally love to boast about how they got off with things before they were caught. And... Um, they really think that they're superior to other people, even at that level. But the ones at the top uh, truly believe it, and they're aggressive. They've handled billions of dollars. They often earn billions of dollars, even if it's all a scam. And they can actually rationalize to themselves, too, why they're worth it. Uh, even getting these, this kind of money, being allowed to carry this money, um, and still have the money in their bank accounts that they scammed off the public, um, they'll rationalize why they've got it. That's a psychopath, you see. And once in a while, during that particular uh, documentary, uh, one of the psychopaths kind of gets a rather aggressive, uh, their natural aggressive stance is always being challenged. Uh, but most of them, as I say, are more evasive than, than than this particular one. It's interesting to watch all the same. But you'll get them through politics. You'll get them uh, throughout the bureaucracies, the higher bureaucracies. And we forget about bureaucracies because we're, we're taught to concentrate on the politicians' the come and go, you know, after, one generation after another, and until it's just a vague memory of faces. They're all front men, as we know, and uh, they, they, they will take their money from the bribes they get through lobbying and all the rest of it. But the bureaucrats are awfully important, and Hitler said that. Uh, Winston Churchill actually quoted Hitler at one point. He said, uh, because Winston Churchill was planning for World War II before the, the prime minister of that day was, Uh, He was planning for it and actually acting on it as though he himself was Prime Minister by using the old school tie, his connections, and getting the Air Force really working and the armies up and so on before the war broke out. But he said, he was actually asked, how will we do this? He says, through the bureaucrats. He says, the same way as Adolf is doing it. You must get the bureaucrats on your side. And so the high appointees within the bureaucracies are very, very important. Uh, in order to run. And we don't elect them, remember. We always forget that we never elect bureaucrats. Not that they make much difference, but, but we don't get to elect them. Uh, and so they carry on uh, with party after party coming and going with the same global agendas because they're the only ones who actually know what their departments are supposed to be involved in as regards to long-term planning. Now, as I say, fear is a big t- technique that uh, makes you watch a lot of movies because most movies have the chase in it. They have the guy and the gal. He picks up on the way. She generally hates him to begin with and loves him once he sees how macho he is. And it's um, a, a standard technique. And uh, you, you'll see, as I say, the chases and, and the guns going off and how he evades them all too and how smart and clever he is etc cetera, etc cetera. and the reason you keep watching them even though they're so close to each other one of these movies after another they're also similar is because in your brain your brain is wired to watch something that's to do with life or death it's to do with self-preservation actually and therefore the amygdala becomes fixated on it they'll hone in on it and even though it's a rotten movie. With the same smashes until you're yawning You'll still watch it Because you've got to know how it ends uh, For self-preservation Even though you don't realize uh, That, it's, that it's, it's, you're not going to die At the end of the movie Unless it's with boredom Anyway, that's why you watch these things And that's why the same formulas are used Time after time after time uh, The neuroscientists know all this stuff It's very old knowledge Before they called it neuroscience And they uh, and of course, Hollywood is, is completely uh, well-informed on how these techniques actually work on you. They never make a movie that they knew that people would never watch, except for CBC Canada. They use the tax money to give us awfully boring movies that nobody does watch. So anyway, as I say, you're managed in many, many ways. Your cultural conditioning comes through fiction, primarily. Uh, you also get it through school, indoctrinations, and techniques you don't even know are happening to you, uh, because they're given innocuous-sounding names, these courses that they give to students, uh, sensitivity to training and so on, when they effeminate the males, and many other techniques which are used upon them until they come out like the characters that they see today. So, and it's the same thing too with your entertainment, with with uh, your music television, where they're, they've completely blended all factual stuff, uh, the old stuff, male and, and female, now it's all intermixed and females with females, men with men, and everything's okay. This is all uh, the agenda. It's not simply to, to make money. Uh, it's a, an authorized, promoted agenda, a world agenda, because the world you're going into uh, is going to be one where the old enemies, the old enemies, of the those who wanted global total control uh, have to be eradicated and the old enemies were generally uh logical, down to earth uh, men who knew who they were and what they were and didn't have to sit and think about it. Um and they, they, they would stand up in past times and, and rebel or have fights against those who tried to take over by various techniques the land that they sat on, or the food that they ate, or anything else. Uh, So they had to destroy that particular enemy. That's why Marx and all the other boys had it in their Communist Manifesto, Uh, the end of the family unit, it had to go. And Julian Huxley, I've read from his own books on the air, where Julian Huxley said, first CEO of UNESCO, remember, that they'd have the people, the children, basically rutting like rabbits. That's what they were going to do with society. Uh, It didn't matter if it was male with male, female or female, or a mixture with both. Uh, In fact, they wanted all of that uh, to be mixed in with it because then you're really confused. And um, they'd use peer pressure eventually to make sure that everyone would go along with the same agenda as long as they didn't have offspring for, for depopulation purposes. So you're living through a very elaborate plan. And as I said before, many times it's not safe to even watch television unless you can clinically analyze it as you're watching it. You've got to be able to literally see it through a director's eyes, you might say, and to see what points they're, they're, they're trying to push in any particular scene. And I've talked to people before, and BBC and others, who do um, little movies and so on, and they, they've told me many times there's nothing in a set that you see, even a, a two-second clip, in a set that isn't discussed where it's a chest or drawers, uh, where should the seat be, what kind of seat, even the flower and the vase, the, all that stuff is debated by panels because everything that you see is awfully important it affects you, even the symbols back with more after this Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and I'm talking about fear and fear-based control over the general public, and I've talked about all the things that have happened since 2001, for instance, one thing after another. It's just never-ending, is it? And of course, it's all shock and awe, shock and awe to make you, basically, if you can't fathom things out or you're terrified about things, you can have... You pull into yourself and you, you escape into fantasy. That's what most people actually do when they can't handle the big picture. And that's why people tell you, I don't want to hear the bad news. I don't want to hear it. They really can't handle it. And, of course, the again, the neurologists and the other the, the, the people involved in how your brain ticks, and they know an awful lot about how the brain ticks, um, they know, too, that the average person can't handle more than uh, two major crises in their lives at one time. Uh, now you add two or three onto it and they start to crack and, and, and crumble. I mentioned before how you often see the old pictures of Vietnam and I think it's now it's, it's various Arab countries where the stormtroopers smash down the doors and you see the little people outside the peasants uh, hunkering down hands on their heads and they're shaking and they're urinating and defecating. That's what happens. When, when you, when, when all of the things that you could have done are, are of no use whatsoever, your life is in someone else's hands, and it's just a, a, a whim whether you live or die, uh, and that's what happens to you. The same thing happens to lesser extent, as I say, when you're terrorised in shock and awe with constant bad stories and nasty stuff happening, and at the same time, when something otherwise is really happening, uh, like Japan's nuclear facility is going up in the air, uh, the same media. With academia, that shows you how they all work together. Everything works together. There's nothing independent in this system. Uh, suddenly comes out, pulls down all the websites from the government stations that show you the radiation levels wafting across the Americas, uh, and they all pull them off. And the day they, they, involved, they started bombing Libya, uh, it was almost like Japan never happened. The media just went black blank on it and... Uh, And most folk today out there, by the way, have already forgotten it because they'll only remember it if the media tells them to remember it. Most people do really depend, like Brzezinski says, on the media to do their thinking and their reasoning for them. By the same token, the media will tell you what to be terrified about and also tell you uh, what's of no concern whatsoever, generally by not even mentioning it. So it's almost like Japan never happened, even though, of course, they've had the drones going over these little helicopter drones with even better pictures to show us the, the massive uh, damage there, disaster, where there's nothing left except we had 20 feet of radioactive material uh, still still going off in fission and going up into the atmosphere and blowing our way. But not a peep on mainstream, and um, as I say, all the, the top uh, sites from governments have been pooled uh, even though they kept telling us at the time it was very low, it was minuscule, tiny even. Uh, or as I say in Scotland, it was wee, or a, a toti wee bit. Toti wee is almost like a, a milli millisievert. So anyway, it's, uh, this, this is the nonsense that you're fed because they didn't want to show you the actual levels because then the brighter ones would figure out that it was pretty high, you see. That's the only reason you'd pull them, obviously. But Otherwise, if it was very low, we'd be able to see for ourselves it was very low, and we'd feel a little bit bit more secure. So we're being conned left, right, and center, and it's just astonishing that the public uh, are so easily manipulated, as I say, through massive fear, um, one thing after another. And that's why I hate even reading a lot of articles from the media. You're given the articles by the media to read, obviously, and... um, when you, I remember when I tuned in many years ago to Patriot Radio, uh, there was a, a an elderly lady, about eight in her 80s, I think she said she was, and she said she'd been following the Patriot community her whole life, her whole life, and it was set up initially during the Cold War, off at that time using Christian groups to to slag basically the communist system that was the CIA funded at the time. And she said, you know, I've been following this for, for about 60-odd years. And she said, uh, I've never seen the public being able to change any of this agenda. They've all chattered about it. Uh, lots of folk make their living off it. But nothing has stopped at this agenda or even diverted it, in fact. And and that is true because, you see, unless you have an organization, a very powerful Dedicated organization with a hard line, as hard as the communists used, they would allow and tolerate any deviation from the hard line with a philosophy to back it up and their own plans to back it up, uh, then really all you are are chattering like lab rats stuck in a cage waiting for the technicians to come in the morning. And you're chattering, are they going to inject us today? Are they going to shock us today? Uh, And oh my God, what are they going to do to us today? That's literally where people are today. There's no real unification. There's no philosophy. And there's no uh, dedication. There's got to be a hardline dedication or dedicated group um, They can put across their philosophy and will not tolerate any deviation from the philosophy: Any true grassroots organization that starts up is infiltrated very quickly. And whatever tenants they start off with are quickly subverted into the mainstream. And then there's argumentation, fragmentation, and then they're dissolved. That's the techniques that's used against them. It's not hard to do either. So what I try to tell you people here is you've got to be an individual first, because if you notice, everyone keeps saying, what should we do? we uh, you've got to be a person for us to know who you are before you start off with we think about that back with more after this break
0: you're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth
1: Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, just trying to tell you that really you should be very discerning about not just movements themselves, but also what truth is, and what's the most pertinent truth, of course you can find, what's supposed, actually the most uh, pertinent information you can get, and what order of priority would you list it all, because you have to decide these things for yourself, because ultimately no one's going to help you accept yourself. No one can. You see, and if your premises are all askew, or you're all over the road map with a, a thousand terrors and fears at the same time, you you won't be able to come through anything that really does happen. But getting back to how we're kept under the the gun, so to speak, with fear and terror. Uh, members, the New American Century came out with their list of war plans for the countries they wanted to take down. They first published it, I think, in 1992 or 93, then back again 97 or 98. And they, get, they had a whole list of countries. Inclu- all the Arab countries that take t- finishing off now were on that particular list. And Syria was to be, I think, one of the last ones in Iran, too. So, nothing changes. You're, you're living through constant fear and terror as the big boys, the same same boys that run the banks and all the rest of it. I'm talking about the big banks and do all the the bubbles and the cons and award themselves billions of dollars. Uh, They're behind it all. In fact, a guy, I think, even on that inside job mentions it, and he's from the Federal Reserve. He says, well, the banks run the country. They they run the government. But look at what's happened. Um, With the spring that started before uh, the, the 21st century, because this is a, the century of change, and, and they weren't kidding when they talked about the century of change. We had the constant spraying from 1998 onwards. That was like daily spraying to the present time in the air across most parts of the world. And then in the, the 90s, too, we also had the West Nile virus. That was when to kill us all, right? And then that faded away into nowhere. And uh, then we had um, 9-11 in 2001. And then when Afghanistan invaded 2001, because they were already on the border before the towers were hit, and the invasion armies were ready to go in. And then we had SARS 2002-2003, that was the first big test to see if the public would panic and do what they're told, and all wear masks, walking around like idiots, and so on, even though it only affected people who were of Chinese descent. And then we had avian flu, 2003-2005, to 2005, right, that went nowhere, you know, flopped out. And then we had uh, Iraq in 2003 invaded. Then we had Thailand 2004 with a tsunami. And then we had Katrina 2005. And then we had uh, uh, the bombings in London in 7-7-2005. Then back to swine flu, that was a new one again, 2007-2010. Gonna kill us all, you know. Then we had the bank crash in 2008. And then we had all the subsequent bailouts across the world, and it's still ongoing yet, and the same guys are still in charge really, or some of them are even promoted. Uh, then we had Haiti in 2010 with the earthquake, then Christchurch 2010, then with the Gulf oil spill in 2010, then Fukushima in 2011, and then the invasion of Libya. and we're still on a roll, you know. So this is the stuff that the mainstream is full of. All the time, uh, and I have a whole list of things to come, I'm sure. Like, I'll just get a little look at it to see what's going to be. Uh, so we have advanced warning, what not to read. But, there's uh, it's one thing after another, and they're never going to stop because this is how they keep you feeling minuscule and powerless. And then when you're powerless, you do what the big boys tell you to do. You, you, you allow your rights to be taken away from you. You allow yourself to be pushed around. And and you answer them all as massa. You're even taught to call the bosses massa. Yes, massa. No, massa. It's simple technique of terror. And this is of course the latest technique of of they're using in psychology and neuroscience to manage the public, and it works very very well. The other thing, as I say, is is that when the more terrified people become, the more they'll escape into fantasy. It's only a little safe place they think they have. And then when they go into the fantasy, they're being indoctrinated with even more terror because most of the big movies and now the big hits are to do with how the CIA is monitoring the bad guy or the good guy. It depends who he is. Uh, all, all through countries and so on with all their high-tech equipment. And you're getting the messages now. They're all powerful. The Wizard of Oz is running the whole show and you can't escape his gaze like the all-seeing eye of Horus or Ra. So we're on a roll, as I say. So don't be terrified by the news. And, and a lot of the news really is simply reinforcement of previous stories. And uh, a lot of the news too is is, um, is, is really to... Uh, make you buckle under, uh, and, and escape. Don't talk about safe things, nice safe things, and you'll feel better about yourself, because even if someone's listening, you, you have less fear of them coming to do it and about it. Do you realize that the top levels of governance, as they call it, and I'm talking about the spy agencies, they're way above, I'm sure, the levels of the CIA? Uh, they know what's going to happen. They, they have everyone's calls and so on. They have all the, all the gangsters and crooks' calls and all the rest of it. They know what's going to happen, but they don't act on it because if they act on it, they give the game away just how under total surveillance the whole system really is. They leave it to the, the bottom line guys. If they stumble across it, uh, then, then good luck to them. That's how they see it. But otherwise, they won't even tell the lower the, the lower agencies below them how much they know. Now, one article I'm going to put up tonight, too, is from World Watch Institute, and it's your typical conditioning spiel. They've been doing this since the days of Thomas Malthus, and it's called Global Population Reduction, Confronting the Inevitable, you see. And the guy goes on about consumption and so on. He says, it's become increasingly apparent over the past half century there's a growing tension between two seemingly irreconsiderable uh, trends. On the one hand, moderate to conservative demographic projections indicate that global human numbers will almost certainly reach 9 billion. Now, that's rubbish themselves, you know. In fact, when I think back to the reading Thomas Malthus, uh, all his figures then were fudged. it was been admitted much later, of course, that he fudged all these figures. But he gave you nice little graphs and that. Well, we like pretty pictures and graphs to prove a point. That's why everything runs on flow charts today and it never works. But, ever, but it never doesn't stop them from doing it. Uh, they're still churning out their graphs and all the rest of it. But really, how do we know how many people are really in the world? How do we really, really know that what you're being told is true? We've already seen the the War Department's plans for the next 50 years and so on, and they talk about a massive decline in population that's going to take a a place leading up to 2030 and then suddenly dip even faster. What do they know that we don't know? And why doesn't this guy pushing this stuff forward here um, uh, uh, actually uh, take that into consideration? It says, on the one hand, moderate conservative demographic projections indicate global human numbers will almost certainly reach 9 billion, perhaps more by mid-21st century. On the other, prudent and increasingly reliable scientific estimates. There's nothing reliable in the scientific estimates. Look at the global warming fudge figures that they've admitted to. Suggest that the Earth's long-term sustainability, sustainable human carrying capacity of what might be defined as an adequate to moderately comfortable developed world standard of living may not be much greater than 2 to 3 billion. It may be considerably less particularly if the normative lifestyle, which is level of consumption, aspire to is anywhere close to that of the United States. Now, the United Nations has already said in its various publications that the the, the planet can only sustain about 2 billion people at the U.S. lifestyle uh, level, and the rest is going to be dirt-stinking poor. That's what they've said. And this guy, obviously, is tied in with uh, the United Nations. All these guys get funded by the U.N. or the, the, the various foundations around the U.N., to put out this kind of stuff, to make you think about they might-be-right. As this is a consequence of this modern-day Malthusian dilemma, it's past time to think bo- uh, boldly about the mid-range future and to consider alternatives that go beyond merely slowing or stopping the growth of the global population. The human species must deve- develop and quickly implement a well-conceived, clearly articulated, flexible, equitable and internationally coordinated programme focused on bringing about a very significant reduction in human numbers over the next two or more centuries Well he's real, you know, he's more moderate this guy Because the rest of them are going to do it before the year 2050 It says this effort will likely require a global population shrinkage shrinkage Of at least two-thirds to three-fourths From a probable mid to late 21st century peak In the 9 to 10 billion range To a future 23rd century beyond population optimum Of not more than two to three billion So anyway the figures are, are roughly the same. Uh, it's just that his timeline is, is more, is more far reaching. The rest of them want to bring it down much, much faster. I'll, I'm only reading this to show you the stuff that they're terrifying you with because you see, in all the Western countries or the first world countries, the population has been plummeting. Plummeting. In fact, it was dropping from the early 1900s in Britain alone. And I've got the old books here to prove it. That they were churning out then, and the reason that they kept bringing immigrants in and then eventually flooding them in was to pay off the national debt. Margaret Thatcher admitted that in the newspapers. The same excuse is used in every other European country now. They've got to bring in the population because the resident populations are not having children. In fact, they're not even getting not they don't even get married now. That's like an old-fashioned thing now. So, but they, they definitely want, don't want children. So they've got to bring in the third-world countries that, that generally do have big families. Uh, to pay off the national debt and have another generation growing up to, to keep the system going. So you can't please these guys by doing what they say, which is don't have so many children. When you, when you don't, when you do that, the floodgates, the the floodgates open and you're bombarded with the third world country peoples to take over the jobs and keep jobs going because you're not having any children to take over. You can't have it always, you see and you can't please the boss. The boss has a different agenda, of course, and part of the agenda was to destroy, as Tony Blair said, any last vestige of the traditional British culture. Now, there's been done everywhere else in the world as well, the same technique, because you're already run by a very well-organized system that does have a philosophy, that does have a a set of tenets they do not deviate from at all. Under any circumstances. And they've been here for a long time. And to conquer the world, you've got to destroy the systems that kept the peoples together that fought against them. And that's pretty well happened. Pretty well happened. I'm also putting up tonight, too. I mentioned Anthony Hill, uh, John Anthony Hill. Uh, a while back there, who ran off to Ireland because he was the guy who did 7-7 ripple effect. He mailed some discs to judges and so on to do with the hearings that were go- going on at the time with the supposed bombers, and because of that, he was lifted under the Terrorism Act, basically, and held in Ireland for his for, appeals were up, and then he shipped them off to Britain. And it says here, uh, this is from the Sovereign Independence, he's deported for supporting John Anthony Hill, uh, from 7-7-Ripple Effect in Freedom of Speech-related case. A lot of supporters came in, and they came in by boat. Some of them were from from um, New Zealand, and they were turned away from the British mainland because they were there to basically support John Anthony Hill in his final court case in England. And so they, they tell you what happened and how they got the runaround And how they were actually told eventually it was because they were there to support John Anthony Hill, which they said was a very sensitive uh, political case. So it's under the terrorism laws. So now you can't, if you have information you think might help a judge, or it's your duty actually to bring forth information, don't do it because you'll end up in the slammer. If it's a political case and they've got to make a bunch of, of martyrs out of a few guys have picked up, who couldn't possibly have done it, according to the actual video. He, sh- he shows you all the holes in the story very, very well in and, and seven, 7-7 seven ripple effects. So see it for yourself and see for yourself that the maker is now uh, a weakened sentence here. And then this is followed up by a new breed of gagging order could send journalists to the jail, a member of Parliament claims. It says the Magna Carta is being contravened by the new breed of gagging orders. Well, Tony Blair said it was obsolete and kicked out now and destroyed. It claims Liberal Democrat MP John Hemmings. It says an MP who was launching an inquiry into excessive and possibly unlawful court secrecy. says a new type of gagging order is hampering the work of investigative journalists. It ties in with John Anthony Hill because, as I say, if you can't get journalists in there to to even record the history of what's happening at the time, we're in Stasi land, folks. We are in Stasi land. We're there. Anyway, it says, this goes a step further than preventing people speaking out against injustice, says Hemming, the Liberal Democrat MP for Birmingham, Yardley, and a long-time campaigner against secrecy, has said, it has the effect of preventing journalists from speaking to people subject to this injunction without a risk of the journalists going to jail. That is a recipe for hiding miscarriages of justice. That's what it's intended to do. Because, you see, we're we're beyond court justice anymore. We're an authoritarian, tyrannical society. That is what the European Union is all about. I've mentioned it in many, many talks I've given over the years. It's It's a system set up in Europe with guys at the top, the big commissars. They meet in secrecy. You don't even know who they are. They make all the rules and laws and pass it down to bureaucrats below, and the bureaucrats have the same force as basically the judicial system has. There's nothing fair or or democratic about it. It was never meant to be democratic. So now, if journalists can't uh, want to speak out about something and tell the public what's happening, or even if someone's been picked up and they're going to be put in a, a dungeon forever... Uh, then the, the journalists are going to be threatened with prison themselves if they report it to the general public. And you said a new set of special gagging orders coming into effect. Isn't that wonderful, eh? And I mentioned too about the Royal society yesterday. I just touched on the fact that they were playing God now to do with the weather. They get us used to the fact uh, that more geoengineering is to come, even though they won't admit they've been doing it already. But they're all society, again, this strange Masonic uh, authorized scientific group. Great history to it, too, because Francis Bacon had to leave his wife. That was part of their conditions at the time, and give her a, 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 um, a lump sum, basically, her, her fam, his family, uh, to, in order to join it. Uh, and then he was allowed to join, and uh, same with other members, too. It was very... I can add a homosexual trait to it, I think, this this particular Masonic group. There's no doubt about it. It wasn't until the 20th century that allowed a woman in at all. But it's been on the go for hundreds of years, as I say. And they were set up to really guide the world in how technology wouldn't just help humankind, but could actually control humankind. And this article was about Brainwaves uh, Module 1, Neuroscience, Society, and Policy, and how neuroscience today and literally um, their ability to pick up sensations from the brain, even remotely, with their, their gadgets. They're even using them on computers now, and you, knew all, you know all about that. Uh, and how this is going to impact society and give more legal rights to people to interfere in people's lives because they'll pick up brainwave patterns and they'll say, oh, you're being bad or thinking bad thoughts and all the rest of it. And this, this is all coming, folks. It's all scheduled to come. They have these gadgets that can actually... Um, at least, at the very, very least that they admit to is read certain parts of your, your brain to see if you're anxious, angry, or whatever. So anyway, it says that this is authorized, uh, authored by leading experts, again, in neuroscience, bioethics, again, the eugenesis, and science and technology policy review, the state of developmental, uh, of development of neuroscience and neurotechnology, such as neuroimaging, neuropsychopharmacology. They also want to drug you for better behavior and neural inf- interfaces. It's all in the open now. There's nothing to, to guess at. Back with more after this break. Hey folks. I'm back cutting through the matrix. And um, just before I go to a caller, I'll, I'll just mention, too, that you've got to look into the neuroscience. They've got in the U.S. too, and they're really way ahead of anywhere you'd imagine. And they're working with all other universities across the world to bring in their, their basically their formats and their systems for governance over the populations, uh, even reward decision-making and neuroeconomics. That's to make you feel good. And give you little rewards when you pay taxes and so on, increasing taxes to save the world and so on and so on. So it all worked, and it all worked out. How it's going to work on you already? And don't you get fed up being managed like this? Don't you get fed up with it? And just say no, no, you're not doing that to me. And stop being politically correct with your peer group as they parrot all the PC terms and, term, and, and and use the techniques on you that's been conditioned into them. And just say that's rubbish and then explain why it's rubbish to them. Now we'll go to Harley in Detroit, if he's there. Is Harley there?
0: Good evening, Alan. How are you this evening?
1: Not too bad, yeah.
0: That's good. And hey, listen, I was going to I, was gonna, I was, agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. I mean, they've just beaten us down with all this terror, terror, terror. And the thing is is that I, I, what I, what I've been seeing more and more are uh, people have been noticing the change, and it's you're right about being an individual because when you don't come with the same hoopla and something with a different angle and, and in a calm manner and begin to talk to people about what's going on and then have them do some their own research their back and you know just give them a kind of a guiding step, steps, and you can know which ones are really truly breaking up. Mm-hmm. see what's really going on, it's very it, it's very surprising what kind. You get some pretty good results, and that's what I've been noticing a lot, is that yeah. when you begin to talk to people on a one-on-one basis, not bringing the tear like a lot of people have been bringing when they first wake up, oh, my God, the, the sky yeah. is falling. This is a plan that's been going on for a thousand years. They're going to play the Michael Collion role to the, to the fifth power, you know, just being calm but steadily moving with their plans but we have to be aggressive but being calm in a calm manner and, mm-hmm. and talk to people and you just
1: yeah you you got to you got to be firm you got to be firm and don't I call it the shotgun approach that's bombarding them until they're, they're shaking in front of you. don't do that don't do that just give them a one thing at a time and let them ask the questions
0: yeah. right because what I've seen now I've been looking into the history of W. Uh, uh, John uh, B. Watson, mm-hmm, yeah. that's his name, who studied on behaviorism, yep. and he said, "I can take any baby, and I can shape him into what I want him to be." Yeah, and that's a powerful statement in his book on the uh, study of behaviorism. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, that's one of the. And you know what? <laughs> it's working out there. it it's just like you see people because of the television the 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 scion and the all the male and female generating force on the television yes just really just giving birth to people they're they they do not like you said they don't even have opinions of their they don't have opinions Mm -hmm. their opinions are lived through what they read on the in main media and on television and that's what i wanted to say and just i just want people just to you know just be kind with people and you know like you said don't tell tell them something that's going to just just scare them, the bejesus out of them, but let them know that this has been going on for a long, long time. Have a yeah. good night.
1: Yeah. That's it. Thanks for calling. And it's, and it's so true. Um, you realize, as I say, people can't handle more than one or two crises at the same time. And when you can point out it's not really a crisis, you know, your parents lived through similar stuff. They didn't know it either. And grandparents and show them how to get to reality and, um, and avoid being terrified uh, by, people who pretend to expose the truth and do terrify people. You know, you've you, you got to use your head here and, and really think for yourself. From Hamish, myself, Ontario, Canada is good night. mean, mere God or your gods go with you. And Larkin, Texas, maybe you can call tomorrow. Thanks.